welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. And uh, welcome back also, uh, Juan Pablo, our, our guest, talking about his uh, framework for capable, high-performing engineering teams. So, uh, you know, thanks for coming back, Juan. Hey, all. How are you doing? It's good to see you again. Thank you for having me yet again. So the, uh, so the, the cliffhanger from last time was uh, you, you developed this framework. You, you had joined this company. It was not a tech company. You were coming from Stripe, a very, you know, software product company into a company with a different culture. You developed this capability model, but I was asking, I'm curious, like, so uh, what was the impact of bringing this in and, and how long did it take? So as you, you kind of described the process and evolution of, of, of the teams, I, I, I can't remember because from a change management perspective, you know, I know that this, these kind of changes don't, don't happen overnight. I think it's still taking, I would say. Uh, <laughs> uh, we, we, we made significant progress. Um, I think our, our first objective was to ship a product, a digital product in a matter of a week. And so wow. from, from um, I think when I joined to when we shipped that product was probably like six months. Um, and the product to actually ship took, I think we shipped our uh, engineering platform in about 12 weeks. So that was a product that shipped in still months. But then we, we did ship a, um, a new inspection report, I think in four weeks, uh, a, a month. But we, we went from like yearly releases of, of <laughs> software um, to shipping stuff in, in, in weeks. And I think to me that that's when it started working, right? When, when we had, I think we had six or eight teams out of the entire organization, which was sort of a small portion responsible for driving this, this new, these new products. And they started acting more as a product engineering organization than a traditional or not traditional, but like a, an internal consulting IT sh shop, right? Now, Juan, um, let me stop you for a second, just because what I notice is that the most noticeable thing about your framework, and I was saying last week how, how much I liked this part of it, is that it is ambiguous. It doesn't go into detail. It, it doesn't tell you, now your stand-up should be 17 minutes long and they should happen on alternate Thursdays when the moon is full. It, it just doesn't give you that kind of specificity, which is what people are often thinking they need to do. Because if we could just do Scrum right, if we could just get all the details right, if we could just do the correct ritual at the right phase of the moon, then we would get to these results. But you didn't do that. You uh, created these, frankly, vague um, uh, criteria, and it, it must have driven some people bananas because they said, how can I judge this? How do I know whether I'm um, uh, asking for help enough and so on? But that is what worked. And I think that's really interesting for our listeners, some of whom may be, be trying to turn to the right page in the Scrum manual to, to do the right thing. And, and we keep saying, don't do that. A am I right about that? It, how, how, what was your experience of, of using this uh, imprecise method to get to a tremendous precise result. You're absolutely right, and that's an incredible observation because I I did face those questions, and and I had the sort of like leadership under me, right? The people were saying, "But we just need to do this, or we, we're like we just need to get the right points, or the." And, and so that's when I said, like, I don't care if you count chickens 
or t-shirts <laughs> or whatever, right? It, it really, it does not matter to me. If that works for you, that's good. But this is what works for the organization. And as long as you can demonstrate that you're capable of doing things, I'm not going to mess with your sort of lower, lower level processes or internal processes. That's actually like, you should have them something that works and aligns the group. That's that's fine. But the orga- the entire there's not going to be 400 people who are going to have to meet on Thursdays for five minutes when the moon is right, because that's what someone believes that shipping software looks like, right? And the the other important part of this is, of course, I, I lived through this. I, I had the experience of like, oh, maybe if I do these things right, and then I learned like none of this works, and then what am I doing wrong? And I had to figure out the hard way. And it's the the motivation of those processes is what matters, right? There's a there's a really interesting thing I've seen that happens with standups all the time, right? Standups start, then someone suggests maybe we should do it as async, written down. Then people st- stop reading it. Then eventually standup stops working, and then what what people realize is that being in like just the synchronous nature of that ritual is what drives some of the effectiveness, right? Being in person and having those discussions, and so they come back to that. So motivating my teams to understand why some of these things work, some of these processes could work, rather than them just adopting dogma without thinking is exactly the driving nature of this framework. Have them think. And I I like that you always put it, which is like, this is what the organization needs. Because when you get something like broadcast state as one of your capabilities, you know, it's sort of like the idea like we don't we don't care how you've 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 run your process but however it is you need to be broadcasting the state to the rest of us because that's how the organization is going to know what's going on i think it's a good example of what of, of, you know for like a kind of the boundary you're almost saying like we need a certain interface to your team uh, as an organization to be effective how you operate internally the exact recipe isn't important it's does the does the organization get out of it what they need I'm going to come back into the question of how long, because you said, okay, you're working with this team. You you got uh, some, a product that shipped in six months, and then you had stuff going in weeks. Where, where you know, how, how long do you think it took the, the fastest team, or the median team, or the slowest team? You know, what was the range of, 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 of like the penny dropping to people understanding, starting to, to live the, uh, uh, these capabilities? It's, 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 of course, a gradient, right? I, I think the teams that I work the closest with on this, uh, on these sort of more uh, modern initiatives for, for products got it the, the fastest, but also because I selected them, right? I selected mm-hmm. the, the, the I, most I, ready. Yeah. I took out of the teams that were there, I brought in uh, ThoughtWorks on one, on one end to help me, give me some, some uh, support. And then I took four of our teams, four of our internal teams, and um, th- so they were selected. So I, I also want to make sure that I give that context. Um, they caught it fairly quickly. I, I think two to three months, the, the most important pieces started working. And we started having conversations where like, all right, if I have to broadcast state, where to? Or how do <laughs> like, where do I plug in? And so the interface thing that you say is right, then I would say like, right, everyone on Friday, we will send this email to here and that way we all can understand the state. Um, I'd say the other teams that we started bringing around, it, it took them 
between three to six months to grasp the most important ones and, and actually take ownership of primarily the ambiguity, the goal, asking for help. Um, and I, I don't think, I think many of them still struggled with negotiating dependencies, but I also say that is a, probably a, like an organizational flaw around just planning, right? We, we didn't have good planning. And so there, there wasn't a lot of space to understand even what dependencies had, had, had come up. Um, I'd say six months overall, six months, six to 18 months drove the 80% of the progress towards this. Um, I, I think they're still at the edges. There's still a, a lot of things to resolve, but, but good enough, especially for an organization that's 50 years old, right? Uh, <laughs> it, it worked out really well. We hadn't discussed this. I didn't know what timelines you were going to come up with, but my intuition was and from having done similar things is it's longer than a lot of people might think because I look at your best case um, and this maybe was took longer than you expected at the time that you took a team of people that you uh, teams that you thought were closest to being ready you had pretty heavyweight support with ThoughtWorks being there as well you're working them, with them intensely trying to ship this product they're getting a lot of coaching you might have thought well how long could this take a couple weeks you know you know a, a few maybe maybe three or four weeks would feel like about right. But then actually it took more like you said, two to three months for in the, in the best case. Was that a surprise to you? Uh, it was not, not a surprise, but it was uh, something I didn't want to accept, right? I was still <laughs> stubborn enough, even though deeply inside is like, this is going to take a while. I was like, no, this should take two weeks. This should take three weeks. And so I was like very stubborn around that. Um, but no, like organizational change overall, I think generally six to 18 months, of course, depending on the, of the complexity of the change is, is what I, even at a startup, right? Even at a startup, like driving, like implementing Dora metrics the right way, like uh, actually like in a way that they're effective, took me six months at a startup that moved fairly fast. And not everyone will know the Dora metrics, so we'll make sure to link those in the show notes. Keep going. So, yeah, I think it's always going to take longer than you want it to. <laughs> I just thought it'd be use, useful for, for our uh, audience to hear that, for people who are thinking, okay, you know, what's, what's a realistic amount of time? Uh, and and it, one thing is you probably did see some results quickly, right? Because this, this is like how long it took for people to be really into it. But I imagine you were seeing some incremental progress, some benefits of the conversations earlier, even if the teams hadn't fully... Uh, um, adopted everything and they really hadn't internalized the mindset. Yeah, I think from, from previous change management efforts that I've caused, <laughs> I, I, I now started with pilots, right? So I picked a few small teams that I could minimize the, the risk of them not being successful mm -hmm. and then show them to the rest of the organization as an example so the rest could follow. And that I think increase the likelihood of success. Usually when I do those pilots around, around new processes, because it, it's the teams that start evangelizing how things are working. And it's not just the suit up there saying how people should work. Right. Um, so that was, that was the, that, that tends to be the most impactful thing when I, when I do the, the, the these, these big transformations. Um, you told me that you just recently changed organizations. 
Do you already know your first pilot uh, or you already started your first pilot? What's, what's, what's the, is there anything from the framework that you're going to think like, yep, this is what I want to work on first? Awesome. Great question. Yes. I just have uh, been five weeks at a startup. So I moved from a team of a few hundreds to four. So okay. Wow. To, <laughs> so it's, it's a, it's a drastic change. Um, I am starting with the ambiguity, but they're really good at it actually. So what I found is, um, this crew has been working in, in, in such an ambiguous environment for so long that most of them are very good at navigating ambiguity, resolving issues and actually shipping everything by themselves, right? There's, there's, I've seen features that come up from like an engineer's like, Oh, here's a problem. Here's right. I wrote the code. Here's a PR. And it works and, and walks the customer through the issue. And it's like, oh, wow, that's absolutely wonderful. And then there's a little bit more like, well, well I'm, I'm sitting idle. I don't know what to do. And so, but I, I have a single team. <laughs> <laughs> so right now my, my priorities are, are a little bit different around um, setting setting individual expectations and, and probably strengthening the team around hiring a few folks. But yes, I, I definitely have the top five are what I'm expecting from, from the crew to begin with. Yeah, that's your, that's your core. Navigate ambiguity, set goals, ask for help, broadcast state, negotiate dependencies. Fantastic. Excellent. Well, you know, what I want to do is ask you, Juan, more about where that's going, because uh, you're starting the new project. You, you've learned a lot from one. Very interested in where you're taking this next. But we're out of time for today, so I'm wondering if you'll come back just one more time for us next week and if we can ask you about where this is going, what the next step is, what where you'd add to the framework or what you'd change in it. Would that be okay? Are you willing to come back one more time for us? Of course. This conversation has been lovely. Why not make it, make it one more week? Fantastic. Okay. Well, so if listeners are interested in learning more about this, first of all, they can find all of Juan's information in the show notes, uh, the link to the article that describes this framework, and uh, there's uh, Twitter and uh, probably lots of other ways to get in touch with him. So that's the first. And of course, if you're interested in arguing with us and uh, debating with us or asking us questions, me and Jeffrey, you find us at agileconversations.com, where there's all kinds of material, uh, free videos and talks and articles and our book and uh, who knows what else, as well as Twitter, email, LinkedIn. I don't think we're on threads yet, but I'm sure we'll get there. Uh, so lots of different ways you can use to, to get in touch with us. And of course, come back next week and uh, we'll conclude our series with Juan uh, with a look at the future. Where, where's uh, Juan's framework headed? Where can we be even more ambiguous and more successful? We'll see you next week. Thanks, Jeffrey, and thanks, Juan. Thanks, Will. See you all.